Hey, Autumn. Hi. I'm building a second brain. A second brain? Mm. Guess what I'm going to put in the second brain? <laughs> what? Just Disney. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about Disney travel planning and entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'll bet you 10 Batuu and Spira you're going to enjoy today's episode. And if you do, please be so kind as to leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. That helps us get into more listeners' ears. Also, tell your dog about us. They won't know what you're saying, but, you know, they'll respond to your tone of voice. Today on the show, Autumn will join me for the second part of a two-part series on interpersonal conflict in Disney. So last week we talked about planning to minimize the occurrence of conflict, and this week we're going to talk about conflict resolution, so when it does occur you can get right back on your Disney way. After that, we'll talk to my new friend and travel planner at Unlocking the Magic Travel, Marilyn Fields. She was at Magic Kingdom on October 1st uh, for the 50th anniversary celebration. We'll start with a brief pre-trip interview, followed by a recap and some great travel planning advice. Stick around, because I don't think you'll want to miss it. But first, we've got news, trivia, and mailbag with Disney's first social working queen, Autumn. (laughs) I am really feeling all these titles that I've gotten over the last few weeks. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Malige. (laughs) So how you doing, Autumn? I'm good. Uh, we uh, What did we see the other day? We watched uh, Muppets uh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, we did, and it was awesome. <laughs> it, I love the Muppets. Me too. And I, it has me, it's, it's causing me wonderings in my brain about if in Disney World in Florida, if they'll like at some point begin to decorate like with the Muppets for Halloween, because I know in Disneyland they do the Nightmare Before Christmas. I would, I would pay so much money for a Muppets overlay on the Haunted Mansion. That would be, yeah. And so, like, I, I just wonder about it. Anyway, it was great. It was like the best forty-five minutes um, I've spent in a long time. I agree. It was very good, but I do have one complaint. I think I know what you're saying. And I don't mind. Uh, this is a spoiler because I, I love you all out oh, there, no. and I need you to know. No, listen. There's a Stamos jump scare. So, a. Hey, I'm spoiling it for you. Listen, if you... You didn't need to say who it was. No, they need to know. When you see Stamos, get ready, because they're going to get you. It's not cool, Disney. It's not cool, Muppets. Somebody's going to get you. Oh, it's the rhythm. <laughs> the rhythm is going to John Stamos you. is going to get you. <laughs> no, not cool. I was legit mad at the Muppets for a solid five seconds. Yeah, you startled. But it's... I didn't startle. Just I would say Justin does startle. Elise. I do. I didn't. I don't love scary things, so, so I didn't startle. Anyone else uh, startles easy out there, just brace yourself, because it was... I did not expect it. Yeah. I, I guess that's how jump scares work. But. That's that's exactly what they were counting on, that somebody wasn't going to expect it. Good job. And I also rewatched, which I hadn't seen in years, and I loved as a kid, was Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. And, like, it was both great, because I have all these wonderful memories of loving it when I was younger, but also, like... I was disappointed because it was not as great as I remember yeah. it being. It's been like, uh, you know, I know a lot of people rewatch that movie pretty religiously. Yeah. Um, and I just haven't. But Halloween's also not like my and- favorite season. But I was rewatching. It was kind of like, this isn't great. And then also, right? I was it's comparing it to the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion. Thank you. you know, we were we talking, talking about, about that And like, week. it is not. I was like, in my head, I was like, no, like, it must be better than that. But like, yeah. it wasn't. I think Haunted Mansion had a lot just... 
and, and maybe part of it too was the age. Like there were some jokes I just think we wouldn't have in a movie today too. So let's, it's older than I thought it was as well. So can we can we declare it official in this household? Um, the Haunted Mansion is the new Hocus Pocus. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And I'm not saying I won't ever watch again. Like Justin wasn't there, so I, I like I, I'm curious to watch it with him. But I definitely, yeah, the Haunted Mansion movie is that's a that will be a, a All right. yearly thing. That's a hot take. Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion's better than um, and the Muppets. Oh, those two. Well, that's a good movie. That's, I think yeah. we need a bad movie that we like to watch. I think that's what Hocus Pocus is. Like, I don't think anyone thought it's like a really... But people really do. I mean, I honestly, I would say specifically millennials. I'm a millennial. And like, like solid millennials, like mid to, to old yeah. millennials will know like Hocus yeah. Pocus. And yeah, I was like, oh, this is it. But I do. I remember loving it. I was like so excited. Like, hey, I'm, I'm rewatching it. And it does have some, you know, some funny parts, but not as great as I remembered, which is always a little sad. All right. Uh, you ready for the news on? I'm ready. Wait a minute. Is there going to be 10 news items like there was last week? I only have four news items this week. On the Easy Does It podcast, we do news a little bit differently. So if you haven't heard this before, we do highly suspect headlines. So I'm going to read headlines to Autumn, some of which will be legit, some of which will be fake news. And it's on Autumn to decide which is which. That's how we do it, right, Autumn? Which is which? Is which. That's a good pun. Also... Oh, that was a pun. Also, Spooky. which, which is which. <laughs> Remember that from school. So, first headline. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular returning December 19th. Stop. No, he's playing with me. I'm not, This isn't quite my final answer, but I think he's playing with me because when I found out that that was a thing, I was very excited about it, and then it wasn't a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah and when we went, uh, with the show that we were going for got canceled. We missed one show and then we returned and, and it got canceled. Can you repeat the headline, please? Yeah. Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular returning December 19th. False. It is true. It's coming back, baby. What? Indy's back. And so quickly. So that was the thing. You know what I thought? I thought it was possible. But you said December 19th and mm-hmm. I've heard zero talk about it. So I'm like, that date's wrong. Like maybe the headline's true, but that, yeah. or headline's incorrect. But that is the thing that will be happening. Interesting. Yeah. They're coming back. And Why? They just announced a bunch more. Uh, live entertainment is coming back. So some things that are already back, Cora Tinga Tinga in, um, in Africa in the Animal Kingdom. I don't know what He's, that is. Uh, the gentleman that plays like the large, it looks like a lute. It's some kind of lute. Oh. A stringed instrument and sings. Um, Yeehaw Bob is coming back to Port Orleans Riverside. Don't know what that is either. He's a gentleman on a piano. <laughs> okay. I mean, his Yeehaw name Bob. Is, his name is Yeehaw Bob. That's all you need to know about him. <laughs> And uh, some princesses and Mickey are returning for meet and greets as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. yeah. You, you still can't hug them and stuff, but they'll be so they'll be like socially socially distanced and meet. And I'm greets. glad they're protecting the characters. Yeah, yeah. We can't let Mickey get sick. No. You know, the guy's getting old. No, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a pre-existing yeah, condition. Yeah. Oh, we love you, Mick. Okay, right. next one. No peeking at these. I can't see that. All right, next headline. <laughs> Disney adds cast compliment boxes throughout all four parks. Like a drop box? Yeah. Yeah, you can put like, there's like compliment cards and you can put on the card, uh, like the name of the person. It's a cute idea, but I feel like they already have like an online, you can, you can tweet, right? Isn't Mm -hmm. that currently what you do? Mm -hmm. Is it tweeting? Or is there, you can do it through the app, you can do a shout out. Is that how that works? I'm I'm seriously asking that question. How do you shout out to cast members currently? All right, here's the conundrum we're in. So, okay. (laughs) I'm going to say that 
Well, just tell me, what do you think about this headline? <laughs> I feel like I need more information. No, I'm going to say it's false because I feel like they're not going to do something that hands-on. That's very analog. That's yeah, very it's analog. analog. That's the, yeah. Mm, very analog. I would do it, but Disney, I feel like, would not. So you're right. It is false. That yeah. is that is fake news. Disney did not add cast compliment boxes, but they added a feature to the My Disney Experience app. So yes. it wasn't there before, but it is there now. Okay. And now you can put the cast compliments right in that uh, awesome. feature. Awesome. That's that cool? great. And long, those cast members work hard, long time coming. I'm glad they have a more direct way just for folks to, um, yeah, to compliment. Instead of tweeting or emailing them. Yeah. Or waiting in line at guest relations. Yeah. Those were your options before. All right, number three. Date announced for Genie Plus, October 19th. I would say that's false. Oh, that is actually true. That is true. So this kind of came up. I that's started so telling great. you about Lightning Lane, and I had to stop myself earlier in the week. Oh. This is wow. part of it. So uh, Genie Plus, it's coming October 19th. They said it was coming this fall. You know? Yeah. I just yeah, I thought it was too good. It's nine days away. So g- included in Genie Plus. Uh, will be a lot of rides. It's 46 rides across all four parks. So a lot of rides will have like these lightning lanes. They also announced uh, the individual selections and they're still calling them individual selections. They don't have a cool name for them. What does that mean? So there are two rides in each park where you can pay a little bit extra money and get in the lightning lane. You can't access them through the regular Genie Plus. You have to pay a little bit extra to get in the lightning lane. There's two rides in each park. Why? Why? Why would they do that? Instead of just having it a Genie Plus. Well, next week we have uh, Bob Chapek on the show, and you'll be able to ask okay. him that question. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Autumn, I'm going to I'm going to turn that around on you, Autumn. Why is Disney charging money for things? <laughs> well, it's just that's just a very right. They haven't like you've had to buy an extra thing or not. Disney likes money. And so that's just a very new, like, Yeah. wouldn't it just be easier to just have people buy a pass than dealing yep. individually with money? Nope. So you can both buy a pass for regular Genie Plus, and then you can buy extra passes to get into these individual selections. And there's two rides in each park. So okay. it's the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain in Magic Kingdom. <gasps> yeah. So if you don't want to pay the money, you're just going to stand in standby. But hopefully standbys won't be so bad. Um, there's Remy's Ratatouille and Frozen Ever After in Epcot. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Mickey's Miniway Runaway Ooh. Railway in uh, MGM, or I'm sorry, in Hollywood Studios. And Avatar Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest in That's, I mean, there's literally, those are like the top two rides in yeah. all of those parks. Exactly. That's, that's why you have to pay Ooh. a little extra if you want to jump in the lightning lane. That doesn't sit right with you, I can tell. I, you know, I, I feel like the news uh, section is not the time for me to talk about my feelings. <laughs> We're going to do a travel planning But feelings are Plus. important. Yes, they are. Uh, but so I want to have more them. information. They're doing a release webinar, a Genie Plus release webinar, and we'll have some more info. And I, I, we're going to put it all out there because I have heard a lot of misleading information on the internet, and I'm, I'm interested in getting it right for the Easy Dizit podcast audience. Absolutely. It's important that my mom have the, the latest and most accurate Disney news. Uh, individual, so these individual selections are going to run from $7 to $15, and it will be like dynamic demand pricing. So some days will be more expensive than others, more popular it rides. Be, it won't go more bu- above 15 Well, right exactly. now, the prices that have been like announced or floated are 7 to $15. That's not to say it couldn't go higher than 15 that's Right, the, but right now, that's the range. Yeah, that's the range that's being so reported. So it wouldn't go higher than 15 for now. Yep. All right, last one, last news headline. 
Disney Princess The Concert holds world premiere in Saudi Arabia. Oh. That is true. Wow. Yeah, so it's a new concert. Again. It's going to be a worldwide tour. Okay. Uh, uh, featuring Disney princesses such as Belle, Jasmine, Nala, and Anastasia. The Disney princesses sing the song, and they had the first one in Saudi Arabia. It's the wow. F- yeah, first Disney concert in the kingdom. That was, that's why I thought, no, yeah. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That finishes up highly suspect headlines. So now it must be time for... A Stumps J. Um, so I have five uh, stumps for you. <laughs> <laughs> you have I have five trivia. I have five stumps, aka trivia questions for Justin. I really like that. So, so it is a stumps, Jay. Okay. So I have five stumps. Okay. Well, so well, we're assuming I'm getting potential a... potential stumps. Thank you. Give me. I, I'll probably get one. Right. I'm gonna keep that. I really like that potential stumps. I have five potential stumps today. It just rolls off. And the I'm tongue. starting off easy. Like I think the first two you'll have, and then and then I gradually get a little a All little right, harder, and then maybe end with a little more easy. All right, I'm ready. Okay, warm up number one. Well, don't call it a warm up. Potential stump number one. What are the mountains in Magic Kingdom? Oh, come on. I started easy with you today. What are the mountains? All right, well, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mm -hmm. Mountain, Mm -hmm. Space Mountain, and then if you want to go ahead and consider. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train a Mountain. It is a mountain, even though mountain's not. No, you're good. You had it. You're gold. Ching, ching. Nice job. (laughs) All right. Potential stump number two. How many fingers does Mickey have on each hand? Uh, Four fingers on each hand. Well, no, uh, three fingers and one thumb on each hand. Nice job. Very good. I'm very close friends with Mickey. (laughs) Okay, ready? We we play a lot of patty cake. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. How many muses are in Hercules? Think about this carefully. Um, How many muses are in Hercules? Zero to hero. <laughs> yes, he's seen it. Four muses. Oh, very good guess. The answer five. is five. It's five. Yeah. Very good, very no, good. It's that's four or five. Yeah, no, that's, that's close. All right, number four. What is the name of Pixar's lamp? Mascot. So that little cute lamp that has a that has since had a baby and looks cute and turns at you. I don't know his name, but I'm gonna guess it's. um, I want it to be something like Lumos, but I know it's not. That's really insanely close, though. Yeah. Yes. Mm. You you have most all the letters. Yeah. (laughs) That's really close. That is far closer than I would have imagined you would have gotten. I feel like I need to give the points to you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Gary. No, no, I said you were close. With this. <laughs> so, so Luxo Jr. Luxo, yeah, yeah. not Lumo, yeah. No, that's great. Close. All right, last one. The World Showcase in Epcot is comprised of how many nations? Eight. Justin was very. I wish I we should have had video of how confident he was. Well, <laughs> I, dang, I wasn't gonna take too long. <laughs> I know I'm like it was yeah, thirteen. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you seemed very confident with eight. I it's, thought you were going It's with... eight or 13. <laughs> Possibly seven. <laughs> All right, what's your final answer? Eight? I'm going to take eight because that was very, you this seemed is, very certain. This is a multiple answer question. No. So it's 11. The answer is 11. A prime number. Perfect. It's 11. <laughs> Here's the thing, Autumn. I'm a time traveler. Yeah. 
So at different points in time, there were different numbers of countries, oh, including the future. But I said in World Showcase. So yes. Yeah. Well, oh, in, you're saying yeah. in future World Showcases. In the future, there will be 13 <gasps> in the World Showcase. They're going right. to add Brazil in 2027. Oh. They are? Yeah. And then in 2036, they're going to add Nigeria. Are you serious? You have dates for that? As a time traveler, I have access to oh, that Oh, as a time traveler. So that that brings me to, when you're talking about time travel, um, Marvel and the multiverse and what if. And I don't know if any of y'all have checked that out, but dang, check it out. You enjoyed that? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. Not, yeah, like yeah, we, it's it's very good. So Justin, you did really well today. I definitely threw you. Was that there were some five? easier ones in there. Yeah, it was all five. All right, so that's it for my five stumps for A Stumps J. All right, next up is Mailbag, and today we have something from Mrs. Mariam Mohammed. Uh, subject line, your Visa card sum of US 1.200, comma, zero, zero. I think wow. they're saying $1.2 million. That's yeah, that's specific. Right. Interesting. So it's, it's addressed, attention, beneficiary. This is to official inform you that we have been having a meeting for the past seven months, and seven is capitalized here, for oh. past seven months, which ended two days ago, also capitalized the T, the capitalizing the numbers, two days ago with Dr. Robert B. Rollick, the World Bank President, and Honorable Miss Kristalina Georgievia, IMF, Director General, in the meeting, we treated on scam victim problems. Oh, they treated oh, on scam victim no. problems. Hey, I kind of feel like we're being scammed. What do you think about this? So far, this seems pretty legit. There's a lot of names. There's a doctor, an honorific, and it's addressed to me, beneficiary. My spidey senses are telling me different, Justin. All right, well, let's keep reading. Let's not discard this because we're okay. talking about $1.2 million. Mm. United Nation have agreed to compensate you with the sum of $1,200,000. This also includes international businesses that failed to government problems, etc. Question mark. Oh. What? I feel like they're unsure. This is definitely a scam. <laughs> uh, well, let's not. Like I said, it's $1.2 million. Yeah. So let's keep reading. Okay. We have arranged your payment through online banking. That's capitalized. Online banking or MasterCard ATM, which is the latest instruction from World Bank Group. Okay, it's from the World Bank. Hmm. Uh, for the collection of online banking or MasterCard ATM contact, our representative, Dr. Usman Mohammed. Oh, okay, so the rep the contact is Dr. Usman Mohammed. I wonder if he's related to who wrote this to me, Miriam Mohammed. Oh, probably. And forward the following details to them. So they want full name, country, delivery address, telephone, and occupation. Oh, they want my occupation too. Uh, podcaster, um, age, sex, <laughs> and nearest airport. That's weird. Wow. Yeah. Contact Dr. Usman Mohammed with below email and phone number and forward all your details to him. And then they list the email and there's even a telephone number here. This has got to be legit. We should call that number. Yeah. So for the immediate collection of your fund, contact our representative Dr. Agent Usman Mohammed to enable you confirm payment method without further delay and know any other contact you made out of the site. Hold on, this email is list. still going? Yeah. Alright, I'm done with the and email. Then it ended, Thanks. <laughs> so it's but it sounds like the gist I'm getting is the United Nation met and decided they owe me one point two million dollars. Yeah, somehow. 
must be your podcast. They must have listened and just well, said, like, you know what? This guy, Justin, is giving us some real valuable information. And his wife, Autumn, is also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to give him money. You know, right now, Justin's doing this podcast for free. Mm. And I feel like we should help him out. I think that's probably... That probably had something to do with that. Or it's a scam. That's why. Well, I don't think it's a scam. The reason I don't think it's a scam is because this meeting that they were at was about scam victim problems. Mm. They treated on scam victim problems. So it doesn't make sense that this this would be a scam because mm. they're talking about scams in the email. You sure. know? That gives me the confidence that like, no, this is legit. These people are trying to do something about scam victims. And Listen, my spidey senses are tingling. All right. Uh, I mean, maybe they thought that our podcast was super great, but... They didn't if mention the podcast. They just mentioned the scam victim no, problems. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm hypothesizing that might be why they reached out to you specifically. Right. Being like Justin. a kind of like a celebrity. And yeah, but I would say if you've received uh, this email or a similar email, um, listen to your spidey senses and maybe not, don't, don't respond. Give it some time to marinate in your brain before you respond. Okay. So I won't, I won't respond tonight, but maybe tomorrow yeah. we'll take a look at this because that money, you know. A lot of money. It's a lot of money. All right. So that that finishes up Mailback. Stay tuned. Uh, Autumn and I are going to talk about resolving conflict in Disney World. That's right. And then we're probably going to beat each other up. (laughs) Correction. I'm going to beat up Justin. (laughs) Just kidding. Today, I'm back again with Autumn. Hey, Autumn. Hi, everyone. So on a previous travel planning segment, we talked about planning to avoid conflict in the parks or how to make plans to minimize the impact of conflicts in the parks. Because I guess we, we're not going to avoid conflict, right? No, it's part of human nature. Right. And it's healthy. It's healthy. Uh, but today, what we're going to talk about is, okay, so now we've got a conflict. The gloves are off. The dukes are up. How do we minimize... Dukes down, dukes down. Dukes down. <laughs> that would be an unhealthy thing, right? Yes. How? So conflict is healthy, but we can certainly manage it in unhealthy ways. Right. So we're going to we're gonna talk about how to um, transition ways. dukes up to dukes down. Exactly. Right. Or friendly dukes. <laughs> or friendly dukes. <laughs> okay. So I think the first step here might be to, to build some motivation and make some plans to execute on some of the strategies that Autumn is going to give us. Yes. Um, so you might be motivated to avoid conflict, uh, but maybe not everyone in your party is. So here's a little exercise where maybe we can get everyone on the same page. Okay, um, pause the podcast, get everyone in the same room, and I'll start. <laughs> all right. Now I want you all to close your eyes and imagine the perfect Disney day. The sun is shining, you walk in, you've got all these great plans, everyone's together and smiling Um, and then someone wants to go to Fantasyland and someone wants to go to Tomorrowland. Mm. It is just an inextricable and humongous conflict. People's hair on the back of their neck is standing up, teeth are gritted, and there is just anger. So this can go one of two ways. (laughs) Yes. This can be resolved in five minutes Mm -hmm. and the day is recovered. Or this could really color the rest of your trip. So I want you to imagine those two scenarios. One, where, yes, we had a conflict, but we figured it out. Or two, we have a conflict, we figured it out, but everyone's still kind of mad at each other. (laughs) 
So I think if we had to choose between the two, we want the one, we want the quick recovery, right? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll call that what we just did there. We'll call it mental contrasting. And we've talked about this in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. We looked at two different scenarios and we said one is preferable. Now we make a plan to achieve that preferable outcome. And that's going to be our implementation intention. And basically what we're going to say, it's just a, it's just an if-then rule. So if there is a fight, then we will execute a strategy. That's it. So that's it. once there's a fight, once there's a conflict, then we will execute a strategy. And this is something that you don't need to wait till Disney World to do, and I don't suggest you do. I think these are handy. This is a handy little device to help you uh, behave more intentionally in your own life. So yeah, if there's a conflict, then we will execute a strategy. Now, a strategy. Yeah, a strategy. So so that first part, which Justin just said, is, was really important. That is basically um, ahead of time saying that you're like committing to using the strategies that we're about to talk about, right? So that's, that's like it. the that's commitment to, to using them. There we go. <laughs> and, but, right? But then what are you going to use? Because conflict happens. It's natural. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Sure. End of end of segment. <laughs> That's it. Um, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about what some of those strategies are. And I'm going to say first and foremost, if you're at the point, like Justin described, sweaty, teeth are like... <laughs> gnashing. Yeah, gnashing. There we go. Um, I have the visual in my head, but thank you for the word. <laughs> that The best thing to do a lot of times is to take a break. Take a break. For some people and some families, that can be like you physically need to walk away from each other for a moment. For others, it might just be you just you agree right ahead of time and you just you're just silent. Um, and silence is another thing that can be uncomfortable, but we can we can really we can learn a lot in it, and it's okay. Um, and sometimes being able to be silent and stay together in itself can be really nice because it's still like showing a commitment to. Um, to stay but that doesn't mean that's preferred right sometimes it's like you just you physically need to be away from the other person mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. but um and i think that'll be different with everybody some people are just exactly not capable of um being with another person that they're still upset with and yep. that's okay that's okay and yep. if you know that about yourself yep take some time apart do that so that's that's like strategy one. Strategy two is this really awesome perspective taking exercise, um, which you know maybe some of you have come across, and it's called "If I Am, Then I Am Not." So the premise of this is: If I am blank, then I am not, or I may not understand the experiences of someone who blank. So. What this is, is really getting at is if I, right, so I'm speaking for myself now, right, so if I have a certain perspective on something or a certain lived experience, mm-hmm. then I may not and likely won't understand the point of view of somebody else that hasn't had that experience because our, our lens for this situation is different. So I'm going to give an example. So recently, um, you know, Justin and I came home from work, we both, it was a stressful day, and I came home and I was like, Justin, we need to talk about the schedule for doing housework because the house is a mess and I can't do it. And that is very stressful for me, right? Coming mm-hmm. home, like even as crazy as my work day can be, if I like come home and like house is decently clean, I'm like, I transition out of work and I'm good. And Justin said something that I was very aggravated with when I first heard it. And that was like, 
I'm not doing anything. We're not doing anything. We just need to come home and like spend time with our daughter. And I'm like, nothing? We can't not do nothing. And he was like, no, we can't, like, I can't do anything. We'll do all the laundry on the weekend, dishes, like whatever. And I, um, I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. So I was like, <laughs> no. And we definitely, you know, we didn't talk about it, but we both then just like fell silent. We did happen to just, we stayed in the same room, but we were just quiet for probably a few minutes. Um, and then after that, we were really able to have more of a productive conversation. And I was able to say, you know, listen, I am not you. I don't know what it feels like to come home from your job being in your head every day and coming home. He also <laughs> does not know what it's like for me to come home and see, like, you know, the house in a condition that I feel like um, is really messy. So, so, but it gives us an opportunity to build empathy by um, putting ourselves in the other person's shoes. Right. And this is something, again, totally, you can just practice now, you know, yeah. when this works, this can be really good for, for siblings. If you've got kids to practice between each other, yeah. um, between spouses. And you'll see your behavior change. Just have it, taking that moment to try and put yourself in the other person's shoes and taking that moment, acknowledging that you don't understand entirely what the other person is saying. It will have an impact on your behavior if you yeah. let it, if you give yourself the time. Right, right. So it allows you to knowledge, basically. I'm upset because this is how I'm seeing it. But I also understand that you have a different experience, right? And your needs are different. Mm. And your desired outcome is different from mine because of that. Yeah, I think another example. Um, so if, if I am rabbit, then I may not understand Pooh's hunger for honey. Mm. So when Pooh comes to my tree looking for honey, I may get frustrated but he's got a rumbly in his tumbly. Mm -hmm. And if Rabbit does not understand that, then she's going to be grouchy. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's excellent. I like that. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So you can do this with anything. So it's set up, right? If I am blank, then I might not understand the experience or the point of view of blank. Right. Um, and you can fill that in with anything. Any cartoon characters, real life. Um, but it's a really great perspective-taking activity, and I encourage you to take time to do it. Um, before you go the next step so you have agreed well beforehand to make a commitment to use these strategies um, when a conflict arises you've agreed to take a break whether that's silence or physically having space from each other mm -hmm. you then to yourself or even out loud if you feel comfortable right like to do that if i am then i am not mm -hmm. works either way um and now we're going to talk about value-based discussion to you know to avoid invalidating the other person's experience so this again, this goes back to what we talked about um, in our previous episode, and we'll continue to talk about because that's who we are here on the Easy Disc Podcast <laughs> is your values. So and in this case, your shared values. Your shared values, which hopefully, right, you've been able to, to think about before you go. Like, what is the ultimate, you know, what are you, what are you, what are you fighting about? If you go back and you realize, wow, our value really was like just to spend time with one another. Doesn't or, matter if we're in Fantasyland or Tomorrowland. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? And, and sometimes you might find that, like, you can just, it's a fix of rearranging the schedule, right? And sometimes you might find that, you know, maybe you're not, or maybe you don't have that other day in the park. But either way, being able to reflect on what are the one to two, we don't want to keep it crazy, mm -hmm. um, what are the one to two values that you have really help make it clear what you're going to do, right? What your right. decision can be in that moment. So use those guiding values to, to make that decision, or at least to guide the discussion around making that Correct. decision. Because yes. you, there's no one that's going to be the sole arbiter and says, well, our values are thus, therefore... 
Tomorrowland. Yes. No. Exactly. It's going to be a discussion. Yeah. Now, when you're when you were talking about this, it kind of struck out to me that these that all these steps are pretty interrelated and dependent on each other. Mm -hmm. So you won't be able to have this to to do this empathy practice if you haven't calmed down. So I think the first step you've got to calm down, lower your blood pressure a little bit, and then do the empathy exercise. And then if you haven't done that empathy exercise, if you haven't tried to put yourself in the other person's shoes, then that value-based discussion probably won't go that well. Mm -hmm. So it seems like these kind of feed into each other. Yes. And thank you for bringing that up because they do. And that is an important point that I, to make, you know, and that I do try to make when I talk about this. But absolutely, they, they stack on one another. And the beautiful thing is you can practice. And when you're practicing and doing it, like, you might not do it on this order, and that's okay. The first step is like just getting comfortable and doing it. So if any one of these right comes to mind, mm. maybe you don't take a break. Maybe you don't do the if I am, then I am not. But like, you know, mid-argument, you're like, wait a minute. I was listening to Izzy Dizzy's podcast, and you stop and you say, wait a minute. Can we just take a minute and pause and think about our values? That's awesome. Like, that's great. Like, sure. So while they definitely stack on each other, and I think like the goal, there, there's, there can be a great outcome with doing them in order. If as you're learning and practicing this, they don't happen in that order, that's okay. The main mm. thing is that it's in your head and you're, you're practicing it. Mm. And sometimes maybe just the break's enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe just that break's enough. Yep. Yeah. So in review, when there's conflict in the park, and there will be at some point, and again, it's great to embrace it. The important thing is how we handle the conflict, right? That's what I tell the kids, kids I work with. So step one making a commitment ahead of time to utilize these steps and the steps are um one again allowing yourself to take a break silence physical part however you want to do it step two if i am then i am not uh that empathy and perspective taking um activity and then the last is um discussion around what your one to two main values are for your trip all right. Do we want to say anything else on this? We're good. No. So I think that's it. I think the key takeaway is wherever you start, this is practice. This takes time. is great. But um, also these three steps build on, on one another. So take the time to practice, you know, now in your day-to-day life. And if you have any further questions about it, please reach out to us at yeah. EasyDizit. EasyDizitPodcast at gmail.com. And maybe I can add one more thing. Sure. If it's just a smackerel of honey let it go (laughs) like that welcome to the interview segment disney people where we talk to people for whom disney is a big part of their life Today, we're in for a treat. I have the pleasure of introducing to you a new friend of mine, Marilyn. She's a Disney travel professional at Unlocking the Magic Travel. So please join me as I get to know Marilyn a little bit better. Hi, Marilyn. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here today, um, especially since uh, we'll, we'll talk about you're, you're going on a uh, Disney trip uh, starting tomorrow, right? Yes, tomorrow morning my husband and I fly down to Disney for the big 50th. That's super exciting. Given that this is the day before you're leaving, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Happy to do it. Happy to do it. So tell me about tell me about your relationship with Disney. How, how long have you been a Disney fan? And uh, maybe where would you put yourself in terms of Disney fandom? 
Oh, <laughs> good question. Well, um, I have been going to Disney since, well, I'm dating myself here, but since there was just the Contemporary and the Polynesian and no Florian Floridian. Wow, so cool. I've been going there since the 70s, since I was a little girl. And uh, we actually stayed in the Contemporary. Um, I think it was 1975. Because awesome. I remember the, the monorails coming through. It was awesome. It must but, have been. Yeah, and then in high school, um, our chorus sang there from, this is when I lived in Pennsylvania, we sang there. And um, we've just been going ever since. And in 1998, my husband and I became Disney Vacation Club members. Cool, that's cool. What's your home resort? Well, we have three. Uh -huh. um, uh, Boardwalk, Wilderness Lodge, and Bay Lake Towers. Awesome. Uh, well, that's great. You got a good mix there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we loved it so much. We're like, let's get more. Let's get more. Yes. Yes. But we're done. <laughs> <laughs> until 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 you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our kids have grown up going to um, Disney. They're in their 20s now, mm -hmm. and um, they just they love it. Yeah. It's yeah. it, it's great fun, right? And it's I think um, a lot of families it can be uh it's passed down through a lot of families right the love of disney it, yeah. for sure and my fandom i i'm at a hundred percent i have to say Ooh. i mean this is why i'm a travel agent now with unlocking the magic travel because i want to share my love of it with other people yeah 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 absolutely so tomorrow tomorrow's the big day so you're you're such a fan that you're going to disney world for uh, the 50th anniversary celebration. Tell me about your thought process behind making that decision to go. Well, I knew it was coming up and um, last year I started planning because I'd started hearing rumors about how neat it was going to be. <laughs> and so with our vacation club, we could book 11 months out. So I booked 11 months out to the day. Oh yeah. Because I knew I wanted to be there for that spectacular event. Awesome. So I, that's what I did. So last November, I, I booked it. We're staying at Bay Lake Tower. Excellent. Oh, excellent. You're, yeah. Walk, walking distance We're to the magic. We're going to be right there. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to living vicariously through you. Yes. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. Video. Yes. Great. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your plans. How many days are you going for? We um, get there tomorrow, and then we leave next Wednesday the 6th. So we be, we'll be there for almost a week. Great. And uh, park reservations. Um, uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna hazard a guess on the first. No, I'm not gonna guess. Tell me where are you going on the first for uh, October first. The first, um, I was lucky enough to actually get a spot for my husband and I in Magic Kingdom. Excellent. All the tickets, you know, they weren't letting anybody in. And one day, I just happened to check about two months ago, and uh -huh. um, it was open. Yes. available so i grabbed it and then an hour later they were gone yeah so we'll be there and Absolutely. i'm hesitant to do anything else that day even make dinner reservations anywhere else because i'm fearful they won't let me back in <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um and so i being a dvc member and you've been going since you know for quite a while i'm sure you've been there for the holidays right for christmas yes we went one time for christmas so you're no stranger to big crowds no, yeah. no. And we've gone a lot of times in summer because of our kids' schedule. You know, yeah. they only have summertime off and that that's a busy time too. But so we're, we'll be fine with the crowds. What are you most excited about? I'm excited about seeing the fireworks on Friday night, the new show. That's really exciting. So, so Friday night you'd see them. So I, I, I'm guessing you're probably not going to watch on Thursday night, right? Because you want to be fresh. I, I did see that they're going to be on Thursday night as well, but no, I want to wait. 
Yeah, absolutely. I want to see it in person first. Yes, yes. And from what I understand, just the projection mapping is also going to be on Main Street. Did you hear that as well? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think they'll they'll do a good job because Disney does a good job with video production, but I don't think it'll be quite like being there, right? Yeah, I, we want to try and find a spot where we can stand or sit um, right when you walk in that main square so we can look all the way down oh, to the castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, and then, that's, we, then it's an easy out, too. That's true. That <laughs> sounds like a great, great strategy. <laughs> So, um, so what are your what are your your goals for this trip? What are, what are you um, what are you shooting for? Because you know there will be a few people there. Um, yeah, what are you trying to get out of this Disney trip? Well, ironically, even though it'll be so crowded, my husband and I really love going as a couple mm-hmm. and relaxing. Like yeah. in the mornings, we don't rush. We get yeah. up, we have coffee, we sit out on the balcony, and we just relax. And then we leisurely have some breakfast, and then we. We'll go to the park and we'll deal with the crowds. And if it's too much, then we'll go back to the room or go hang by the pool mm. and um, have some lunch, whatever. We just we just want to relax and, and enjoy this the celebration, get in the spirit of it all. So, I mean, to me, that sounds like the best possible plan. I think if you if uh, if anyone's going on the first and expecting to to ride a bunch of rides and experience everything that is Disney, oh, yeah. they'll be a little sad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're going to be getting on any rides, and that's okay. Except maybe the people mover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so we're talking about the crowds, and I think there's also think about all the people that are going to be there. These are going to be like the biggest Disney World fans, so yeah. you're going to be surrounded by. I think the crowd is going to be great. The crowd could be part of the attraction itself. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of good energy there, and a lot of good people watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then on Saturday is um, Epcot's anniversary as well. Yeah. What are you excited about at Epcot? We just love Epcot. We love walking around and having some drinks and eating because it's the Food and Wine Festival as well. That's right. That's so, right. But we also, have, we've already said that if it's too crowded, we'll, we won't stay for the big opening fireworks at Epcot. Gotcha. Um, we'll, go, we'll go another night. Yeah. Maybe like Monday night when the crowds have died down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with those barges. Those barges yes, have I been heard looming. they're huge. They're so big. <laughs> they've been yeah. They've been looming for a while. So I guess this is show us what you got, Disney. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So and we're gonna try out some new restaurants that we haven't been to before. Tell me one. Tell me one. Friday night before the big spectacular, we're gonna go over to to Toledo in Coronado Springs, the Grand Destino Tower. Mm-hmm. It's on the roof basically of the hotel and it overlooks everything so and it's more spanish tapas style food okay all right so i'm gonna when you uh come back because will you come back and talk tell me about how the trip went i'd be happy to excellent i'm gonna ask you how you enjoyed that yeah for sure excellent excellent well marilyn thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today i look forward to live vicarious through you when you come back and tell us how much fun it was uh thank you so much oh well thank you for having me and i'll um we'll be in touch soon Talk to you soon. Okay. Welcome back, Marilyn. Uh, You just returned this week from Disney World, and here you are talking to me. Thank you so much. Sad and happy to be back, (laughs) if that makes sense. Oh, it does. You've got those Disney blues. Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) But I'm happy to be here with you to share the news of our experience at Disney. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one of the 
I think, best things about some, there's so much Disney media right now. When you return for a trip, it's not hard to to kind of get back into it, whether it's YouTube or podcasts. So maybe your, you know, our discussion today will help someone else get over their Disney blues. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm really interested in hearing about your experiences on October 1st. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts this week, uh, but I, I want to hear your experience. What, what, uh, how'd it go for you? Uh, maybe start with breakfast because you mentioned you were going to do breakfast. Yes. So breakfast was awesome. We were staying at that point. We were staying at two nights at Bay Lake Tower. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to hop on the monorail and we had breakfast reservations at the Grand Floridian Cafe in uh, right there at Grand Floridian. And that's our, that's a secret gem, that Grand Floridian really? Cafe. Oh, so delicious. What did you get? Yeah. I got the Eggs Benedict. Ooh. And, um, but we started out with this apple cider vinaigrette salad. Oh. And it was delicious. Delicious. And our server was great. She even gave us the recipe for the dressing. It was great. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And so um, we did decide to stay away from the entrance of Disney that day because mm-hmm. um, we didn't want to get in with all the madhouse crowds. Sounds like you had the plan there. That was the right move. <laughs> yeah. We'd already heard how crazy it was that morning and rope drop and all that. So we ended up going over around three per recommendations at our hotel. We were supposed to have dinner reservations at the Coronado Springs um, Grand Destino at Toledo. Yes. Yeah. They suggested that we cancel that. Hmm and stay in Disney because uh, in Magic Kingdom. There was rumor going around that we may not get back in if Got we it. left. Got so it. we ended up just staying and um, we rode the People Mover and we got right on to all the rides. So all the morning crowds had died down. Yeah. And it was awesome. I think that was the biggest surprise for me in hearing in the reporting because we talked last week. I'm like, oh, no one's going on any rides. And I think a lot of people had that thought, but that was not the case at all. All day, there were there was very low weights or relatively very low. low weights. I think everybody was on Main Street trying to get in the stores yeah. for merchandise. It makes so much sense now. Um, yeah, like the people that were there were there to be in Magic Kingdom and to like soak up the experience, right? Yeah, the excitement, the energy. Yeah, and yeah. maybe a lot of these people had already been on those rides a bunch, so it wasn't necessarily their top priority. Right. We walk right on People Mover. We walk right on to Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that's great. What's the other one we got on? Big Thunder Mountain. All right, so you get to ride People Mover and Pirates of the Caribbean. Pretty good with pretty much a walk-on or? Pretty much a walk-on. That's awesome. It was it was great. And then um, I did find out the information that a cast member was told at our hotel was incorrect and that if you had chosen that park and you were admitted to that park for the day, you could come and go as you pleased. It was only the people that were park hopping that they were not letting in up into a certain point. Yeah, I heard they paused park hopping at least once during the day. Some people said it was more than once, but I know it was at least once where they kind of paused yeah and then we just we found a spot right um at the flagpole right in the beginning of main street there yes and and we just we hung out there for about two hours and people just joined us and we made friends with people around us yes it was it was just it was a lot of fun and then you could just feel the energy and um and then when you saw the castle start lighting up and they made announcements to help keep you going because you know people are getting antsy right and uh it it was electrifying it really was 
I, I, I love it. That sounds great. So you were able to get, that was the spot you wanted, the flagpole kind of by the exit. I did because I had heard that Main Street was all going to be lit up too on all those buildings on either side. So I thought, well, if we stand behind them, then we can see the whole thing all the way down. And we did. Was it pretty packed even down there? Oh, it was mobbed. It was mobbed, yeah. Yeah, I, no one wanted to miss that show. No, yeah. it was it was mobs. We were really, we felt very blessed to be there. So yeah, no, I heard it was great. And I heard that seeing it in person was about a million times better than the Disney stream for it. So yeah, I'm glad you got to see it in person and that you didn't, you know, check it out in advance. Probably a good move. <laughs> yeah, well, and it was also for me, I know my husband had foot surgery recently, so we needed an easy out. Mm -hmm without the, all the huge crowds. So yeah. standing there, we could just go, and we only had a couple, little bit of a crowd in front of us, and we could exit the park that way. So it worked, it just all worked out. Yeah, definitely. And so you, you got to the park around three, is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, so you, you were able to eat this particular day, you didn't starve? <laughs> yes, we just grabbed some things here and there. So we ended up um, not starving. Did you hear about the issues in the park with like the mobile ordering and the long lines? Yes. Yeah. So you kind of dodged yes. the bullet there too. We did. We did. Um, the night before that, we had gone to Disney Springs and we went to Frontera Cucina oh. and we had a bunch of leftovers. So before we left our hotel, we heated up our leftovers, had those. So we knew that we wouldn't um, be starving in the park. Yeah, that is on my list. I'm a big fan of Rick Bayless's cookbooks, so I'd, I'd love to get there. It was so delicious. The pork carnitas, loved them. I bet, yeah. He, he inspired me to dig a hole in my uh, backyard to cook pork in. <laughs> oh, really? Cochinita pibil, I'm probably saying it wrong, but yeah, it's basically, it's, it's kind of like carnitas. And yeah. you cook it in banana leaves in a pot in the ground. <laughs> ah, that's like the Hawaiian way with the uh, like pork chicharron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's that's uh, the idea of cooking food in the ground has always really like it strikes a chord with me for some reason. I don't know why, but food coming out of the ground is just fun. Yeah. So yeah, for the rest of the trip, how any what were the highlights of the rest of the trip? Well, like I said, this was an adult-only trip, so we were adulting around Disney. Yes. And so every morning we like we made coffee and we hung out on the balcony and uh, just relaxed. And then we went to Epcot yeah. and did the food and wine yes. and um, had some wonderful food and drink around there. That night we went to uh, the Four Seasons, which is right on Disney property. Right, right. And they have a restaurant on the top floor, oh. a rooftop restaurant called Kappa, C-A-P-A. We had a delicious meal up there. We sat at the bar first, had yummy drinks, and then we sat outside, and then we saw all the fireworks streaming from Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Wow, that's so cool. Would you recommend that restaurant? Oh yeah, it was delicious. It was really good. It's more tapas style as well. You get to see multiple sets of fireworks from the restaurant. Yeah, it was great. And they had piped in some of the music from one of them. And um, so that was a that's a, another hidden gem right there, that Kappa yeah. of the Four Seasons. I'm definitely going to look into that. Thanks for the tip. Yes, yes. So were you able to see Harmonious in person? Unfortunately, we could not. Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to, but my husband, I told him before we left, let me know if your feet are bothering you yeah. or your foot from the surgery. And so that night we just hung out. That next day we hung out at, by then we were over at Wilderness Lodge. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, we went to Territory Lounge and had a bite to eat there. Oh, that's great. So you did and some resort hopping. Yeah, yeah, oh. we did. We did a resort hop. Um, we love both those resorts. So we started at Territory Lounge. They have wonderful drinks there. And then um, Wilderness Lodge has another restaurant right on the Bay Lake called Geyser Point. I've heard of Geyser Point. I've heard good things beautiful. about Geyser Point. Just beautiful. So then we went out there and we had some dinner. Oh, that's great. That's great. Delicious chicken wings. Oh, I love chicken wings. That's the thing in our yeah. house. We're, we are a chicken wing family. So we'll have to yeah. check that out. <laughs> yeah, delicious, delicious. So unfortunately we did get to Epcot, but we just couldn't stay for the uh, fireworks that night. Yeah, yeah. I heard the, um, out of all the icons, like uh, that light up, that the, the Epcot icon was, is the best. Yes, I, I heard the same thing, you know, that it sparkles at each corner. And I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think that's the only one that's going to persist past the 50th. I was listening to the, one of the webinars that they had for the 50th, and I think Miradescent, which is a great name for the yes. host, <laughs> I think Miradescent said that the Epcot one is going to persist, but uh, maybe don't, no one quote me 100% on that. Well, I had listened to some podcasts as well, and they had said that they need to do a little tweaking with the Epcot show. Okay. Because you couldn't really experience it from all locations. Oh, yeah. Certain locations were much better than others. Yeah. So, but they all still loved it. It's just that you have to know where those secret spots are to really see it in full. So they may have to tweak it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Next time we go, we, we're hoping to go again in March and uh, see Epcot. Because by then my husband's foot will be really healed. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. You know, Epcot's going to be there for probably another 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Well, I'm glad you had a great trip and I appreciate you sharing it with us. Um, we did. I have a couple questions though. You are, you know, a, a travel agent at Unlocking uh, the Magic Travel. And I was hoping if I could um, mooch some free information off you. Please. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I was thinking like, this is like a hypothetical. If you had a client and they say to you, I can go this summer or next summer, considering the features of the 50th anniversary, how heavily would that weigh into you, like your advice to that person? Um, I think it would it would depend on, you know, if they want to do masks, things like that, because masks are still required inside. And maybe by next year, that wouldn't be the case. But I don't see any difference from going this year to next. I think the show is going to be the same. The excitement's going to be the same. Um, and maybe prices will be a little bit less at the resorts and things like that because it's not the beginning of the big event and it, it's because it's going to go on for 18 months. You know, I think that is a factor to take into consideration as well. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, so say this uh, person does decide, you know, they are going to go in the next 18 months. Uh, is there anything uh, in particular that you'd recommend them checking out or, or uh, any specific advice that you might give them maybe to make the best of what they're offering in the 50th anniversary celebration i think the the best advice i would i would have for them is to buy your admission tickets way in advance so you can book and get that magic kingdom and that epcot as you know a day that you already have because they go fast they book up fast so that would be the biggest thing because if you want to see those shows live everybody else does too yeah so book book your get your tickets and book those those theme parks immediately 
All right, that sounds like great advice to me. And I'm going to recommend to anyone listening, if they are planning to do that, definitely get in touch with Marilyn. So Marilyn, if someone wants to get in touch with you, talk about what's available uh, for the 50th anniversary celebration or any kind of booking, uh, what would be the best way of them getting in touch with you? Oh, the best way, uh, there are several ways. One is um, directly through email. It's Marilyn F, and that's spelled M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-F at unlockingthemagictravel.com or Marilyn Travel Magic on Instagram and Facebook. So that'll go in the show notes. I encourage everyone to check it out. And Marilyn, I'd love to have you back another time. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I really enjoyed putting it together for you. Check out easydizit.com for more info about us or to contact the show. A fantastic way to support this podcast is to support the people who come on and make it possible. If you're planning a trip to Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line anytime soon, I wholeheartedly endorse Marilyn with Unlocking the Magic Travel as a well-informed and diligent travel planner. She'll make planning these sometimes complicated vacations much easier for you and your family. All right, until next time, easy dizzy. it.